Welcome to the Small Business Hall Health Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Daniel. Hello, Jill, and hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. And today we are talking about something that we realised that we should have been talking about quite a while ago, really, didn't we, Dan? It's called flow state and how to get into flow state. What is flow state? And yeah, just why haven't we talked about this before, Dan? I don't know. As soon as you mentioned the topic, it was like a light bulb moment. I thought, oh, yeah, this is actually really interesting. And I think a lot of people might not have necessarily heard the term flow state. But when we talk about it, you'll definitely realize that you've felt that before, or you might have heard of it in a different name, like being in the zone or your favorite word, transcendence, which you've (laughs) unsuccessfully tried to say about 20 times when we've been off air. Yeah, yeah, I won't say it now because I might get it wrong again. But yeah, so flow state, why haven't we talked about this? It's just like, it seems so obvious now that we've done it and we've got loads of notes. So we're going to talk you through what it is, the characteristics of it, and most importantly, how to get into flow state. Because people keep saying to me with my business currently. So since what what's it now? It's nearly it's March. It's the end of March. So this year so far, I have invented two new programs, rebooted another program, I've launched the clothing line, I've written a book. So I've kind of done quite a lot really in the in the last couple of months. And people keep saying to me, How are you doing all of this stuff? And it's like, it just seems to be happening. And I don't feel like I'm working particularly hard, any harder than what I've done previously. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. And I've kind of got into a flow state. And so when we were talking about it, I'm, I'm reading all this and I'm thinking, yes, this is what I've done. I've got into that state. So we're going to talk about how to get into that yourself. And, uh, and we can talk about how we get into flow states as well. Yeah, with what you've described, doing all those things in such a short time you've probably hit a lot of the characteristics of being in a flow state and how to get into a flow state. And one of those things is focus, Mm. like no multitasking. It's just being on task and avoiding distractions, which is probably one of the biggest ways to get into flow state because we live in such a distraction filled world. It's almost impossible to just focus on one thing. So if you can learn to really nail down and put all your attention into one thing and then probably the even bigger thing is eliminate all the distractions because mm. you could be the most focused individual in the world. But if there's, you're getting bombarded by external distractions, you're probably never going to achieve that flow state for, for very long at all. So you've probably achieved a routine or um, a way which you can get a lot of distractions out the way and do like intentional work. And that's mm. when you can probably get more done in one hour than 24 hours of distracted work. Yeah. And I still have an afternoon nap every day. <laughs> Yeah, you still sleep is still your superpower. Sleep is still the superpower. But also what I've just realized while you were talking there is um, kind of moving away from being a consumer of things, um, becoming a creator of things. And although it looks like I'm doing lots at the minute, it's taken me seven years of running my own business to get to that point. So it's not like it suddenly happened. It's getting your mindset in order, getting your business processes and your team around you in order and all of that kind of stuff that has enabled me to do that. So it hasn't just, I haven't just getting into the flow state, which I think we, when we start discussing it properly, that's what you'll find a lot of people say, you know, like sports people say they go into flow states, but it's taken them years and years of practice to get to that point where they can get into a flow state while doing the stuff. We speak about this quite a lot in like a different kind of guise. It's probably just, you build a foundation first, 
yeah. then the, the, the being in the flow state, it's like the pinnacle of that. But you have to put the hard graft in first yes. and do all, do all the basics, build the foundation. And then these, like speaking about sports people, these great achievements happen. They might only happen for like 10 seconds in the whole career or 10 seconds every six months. Like you get, I know, say in, in football, like a, a world beaten goal or something like that. But they put 20 years into that practice yeah, to be able exactly. to, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. So flow state, I think um, you can achieve it at any point in time, but it, yeah, it takes a lot of practice to whatever you're doing. So I've got a bit of a um, kind of definition of what flow state is. So like you said, it's also being called in the zone and that other word that I can't pronounce. So Go on, give it a try. <laughs> the listeners want to hear it. Trans... I want to. I keep wanting to say transcendental, trans, transcend, trans. You're going to say transcend, transgender soon. Transcendental, trans, transcendence, transcendence. There we go. Yay! There we go. That's it. So why can't? Why is it? I find it so hard to say. I think I think I've got transcendental meditation in my head. So um, the definition is: it's a highly involved. It's when you are highly involved. You create a sense of like time just seems to pass by. Every action, every movement is using your skills to the maximum. So you're using all of your skills. You're fully focused on something and time seems to evaporate, which when I looked up in my new ebook, guys, which you can download from my website, which is called How to Unlocking the Power of Your Breath, um, I have actually written about timelessness in there and it's called temporal hypofrontality. And it's that feeling of switching off parts of the brain that are focused on like, like the, the monkey brain, I guess, and tapping into the, the other parts of the brain that are focused and concentration, but that also get, allows more neurotransmitters in oxytocin and serotonin are the two neurotransmitters that are allowed in, which gives you feelings of serenity and peace and love which you don't get when you're stressed out, do you? You're not sending loving vibes out into the world when you're all stressed out. Yeah, I think the the big one that you mentioned or the most common one or the one that resonates with me most and I think will with most people is a sign that you're in that flow state is that timelessness feeling. So you might be doing a task for an hour, two hours and it's just, it seems to pass so quickly. Like all those external distractions Things like temporary short-term pleasures, mm-hmm. they seem to evaporate because a lot of the time we're always thinking about when our next cup of coffee is, when our next meal is, picking up your phone, all those small dopamine hits. Mm-hmm. A lot of us live our lives going from that short-term spike all the time. But when mm-hmm. you get in that flow state, those things just disappear. And, yeah. And that, that's a really good sign that you're in that flow state. And, and time seems to have no... Your aspect of time, you don't even think about time anymore. You hear people, um, there's loads of cases in history and you, you probably heard it and not realised it. So, you know, when you hear um, stories like, oh, the the Beatles wrote their best-selling album, they wrote 12 songs in six hours. They probably mm. had that group floor state and they were so yeah. they were so focused and they just you, you kind of hit this peak moment that these masterpieces get done in an instant where at a different time, if they didn't achieve that group floor, it might take them a year to write an album, but then all of a sudden yeah. they hit this peak state and you hear about it all the time. But yeah, yeah that like, sense of timelessness is is the big indicator. Like Bob Dylan wrote Knocking on Heaven's Door when he met Mick Jagger in a lift at two o'clock in the morning. And he said, oh, have you got that song ready for filming tomorrow? And he was like, what song? <laughs> 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 and 
had to have it ready for eight o'clock the next morning. So he went home and wrote Knocking on Heaven's Door, which is one of like, the most amazing oh, yeah. songs in the world. Same for um, Michael Jackson, didn't he? He wrote Billy Jean Thriller and Beat It in One Night because he wanted to have yeah, any so... standout songs on his oh, album. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, so those people, but of course they're all already talented and well, yeah, and doing the stuff course, like yeah. I couldn't go and write knocking on heaven's door in, yeah, so in the evening. They had built the foundation up massively first. Yeah. And then they had these moments of, of like peak state. And the the definition that I found kind of simplified it for me was flow is being fully immersed in an activity. Mm. Like rarely do we ever get fully immersed in anything. Because, like I said, there's our mobile phone or the kids or the dog or the television mm-hmm. or making some food. There's like there's always an external distraction. But when you do achieve that flow state, you are fully immersed. And we were talking off air and another kind of more philosophical look at it. I like to think of it as a sign that you're doing exactly what the universe or God or creation or your purpose, that you're on task. And that is exactly what you are here to do. And it, it might seem, it might seem overly um, like exaggerated, but if you're doing something which could potentially be life changing, like writing these masterpieces or creating a product that saves lives, you're on task. That is what you were here to do. And it, the more you can achieve flow state, the higher your chances of achieving and like creating like a lasting legacy. Really. Yeah, I love that. It's like what we taught at the Czech Institute is always find your one dream, your one mission. Trying not to sound like Freddie Mercury. But um, yeah, so what is your one love in life? Like for me, I love, like I did a degree in business. I did GCSEs in business studies. I loved, I just love the mechanics of business. And it's really weird. It's like if someone gives me a profit and loss account to, to do, it's like porn. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love writing a business plan. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I love it when someone says, oh, I'm going to start a business. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And it's like, so interesting. I love doing stuff like that. Like well, most people would find that boring. Yeah, everyone's so different. Some people would find that so dull and boring, but then you could give them a guitar and say, make up some riffs in the next hour. And they could be so in love with that process. But yeah. I don't know what you're like, but to me, you might as well give me a plank of wood because and musical instrument is a foreign object to me. It just yeah. it's, it's not in me. That's not my. It's like that's art. Not my mission. I'm really bad at art. We I just find it really boring. Like, and I can't do it, and I just don't like it. <laughs> so yeah, art is not my greatest thing. But give us a business plan to analyze. Oh my god, I'd do that all day. That's one of the ways you can find yourself achieving flow. One of the aspects you have to enjoy the task mm. at hand. We all have to do things which we don't have to, but need doing. That's part of being an adult. But to achieve great things and get into that flow state, it has to be enjoyable, but it has to be challenging. But there's yeah. there's that kind of fine margin halfway between both. Can it be impossible? You know, you kind of go from a beginner to achieving these massive great things. It has to challenge you and you must enjoy it. Like don't overstretch yourself, I would say, because you're going to mm. get better every time. And then you might achieve so-called great things, but you have to challenge yourself just enough to improve and yeah. force yourself to create that hyper focus, but don't make it impossible. That's that's a, a good point, I would say. Yeah, and one thing has to follow on from the other thing. So like you've got, like you were saying, putting the foundations in, but if you're in a flow state for movement, you're in a, like one movement has to follow the next movement. You're not stopping and starting. And Yeah, jumping from one, let's say one type of movement, stopping then, in a completely different type of almost impossible movement. Yeah. There's no flow. 
is there? Yeah. Um, a good example for me is you speak about writing business plans or looking at business plans and think that you can get into flow state. I find when I'm doing a workout in the gym, lifting weights, I find mm. I get that kind of that real intentional focus where again, I've always just called it in the zone, but till someone mm. invented the word flow state or the, the term, that's what it is. So it's, it's enjoyable. It's obviously what I feel as though like I'm, I'm natural at, but it's challenging. It's obviously challenging like, to overcome mm. that resistance of lifting weights and trying to progress but I don't make it impossible. I don't try and set the deadlift world record every time I walk in the gym. Yeah. I just try and progress a little bit. So for mm-hmm. that one hour, I have to focus, give it my all attention and just progress a little bit, challenge myself. And that's that's the two factors that come into place. So that's an easy one as an example for me. Yeah. Did you just drop a bit of t- my man, Tony Robbins, in there with your peak states? Because that's what he talks about, being in a peak state, isn't it? A peak state of mind. Um, and you can get these peak state of minds like by looking at a beautiful view. It's that whole you're smaller than like the world. The universe is bigger than you. That whole feeling. And I do think it's a bit like tapping into the universe, like getting the universal floor coming down. On the same kind of note, it might have been the guy who we can't pronounce his name, who was the kind of original researcher on yeah. floor. We'll just skip past his name because we've done a lot of mispronunciations <laughs> already this episode. Hungarian name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's got more letters than the alphabet, his name. But yeah, yeah. anyway, um, I think it was him who said, the best moments in life are not the passive relaxing times when it's just we, we chilled out, we're in that calm state. He said the, the best moments are when we voluntarily push our mind and body to the limit in order to accomplish a goal. Yeah. I thought that was really important. So when you really achieves when you achieve something worthwhile and what like those few moments in your life you probably only get a handful of them where you achieve something you're really proud of it's always where you overcome something really hard and that is you have to get into a flow state to achieve it and i like the way you put you voluntarily push your mind and body no one forces you to do any of this stuff no one forces you to get into a flow state or achieve great things but as humans when we voluntarily push ourselves to achieve a goal those are the the lasting memories we have probably when we're on our deathbed. So I thought that was really interesting. Love it. I love that. Yeah. So I've got a few characteristics of flow that I wrote down here. I think we've covered a couple of them, but I'll just go through. It's got to be rewarding. So it's got, like, like we said, you know, um, one of the things is that you are in control of the outcomes. You're not doing something for someone else. It's for you. Um, Clear goals that are challenging, like you've just said. Um, Complete focus. You get feelings of serenity and a loss of self-consciousness. There's immediate feedback that it's doable. You become aware, well, you create a lack of awareness of your physical needs. Strong concentration and focus and that timelessness feeling. Those are the characteristics of when you are in flow. What they've noticed as well is when people are in flow, that they breathe more deeply. They lower their heart rate. And the smile muscles are activated. I wonder if there's any, uh, like, you know, the the fight or flight response. Mm. I wonder if there's any characteristics there, like, you know, when the, like the pupils dilate and the, the blood yeah. goes to the muscles. I wonder if there's anything like that as well. Well, it's like, it's be- it does say that it's better emotional regulation. So that would be like mm. down-regulating your nervous system, wouldn't it? So, yeah, you would expect some some of those things from the rest and digest response, the parasympathetic nervous system to... Yeah kick in i know there's um an actual study or a, an organization called the flow genome project 
All right. There's a yeah a team and a, a people dedicated to studying these flow states, and they do a lot of research on extreme sport athletes mm-hmm. and people who put themselves at obviously life and risk of life and death. Mm-hmm. And these people can achieve flow states regularly. And the simple reason being that if you're a big wave surfer or you're a skydiver, the stakes are so high that you have to achieve that hyper-focus and that flow state. Otherwise, your life's on the line every time you do your sport. So they can find these people get into flow states very quick. But it's because they put themselves at such, like I said, the stakes are so high. So there's a lot of research into that. But for the everyday person, like if your if your goal is not to be a big wave surfer, if it's to mm. um, write a book or draw a masterpiece, the process is still the same. You have to avoid distractions. That's one of the yeah. big ones we need to talk about, isn't yeah. it? But if you're a big wave surfer, obviously there is no distractions because you know if you fall off your surfboard at the wrong time, chances are you're going to be dead. So they die, can't yeah. think about anything else. Like people who do martial arts and boxing as well, there might be 20,000 people watching these people trying to kill each other. And all they can see is that tunnel vision, is that person right in front of them. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't hyper-focus on that task, if they're not in that floor state, they're going to get their head knocked off. So it's like an interesting thing, isn't it? How you can be sat in yeah. your kitchen writing a book or you can be jumping out of an aeroplane at 20,000 feet, but you achieve the same state, essentially. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. I was just thinking when you were talking there about when I get into floor states. And often it's sometimes when I'm teaching a class, yeah, absolutely, you know, you'll yeah. get that, won't you? And, uh, that's why it's quite distracting when people are late or, you know, faffing on with something. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like you're in this state and then you start seeing somebody in the corner, like doing something. You're like, what? And then that breaks that kind of thing, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like it's. Oh, yeah. There's definitely there's a thing called group flow. Again, the flow genome project, they study group flow as right. well. And it's probably similar to what we described in a, the podcast a few weeks ago with the transcendental meditation, where they did mm. with the, the Maharishi effect. It has to be done as a collective group. It might only take 200 people to change a, a few million people, but it's that collective flow when people are near to each mm. other and they get in the same state. It like amplifies the effect, doesn't it? Yeah. And you've probably noticed it in your class when you're teaching maybe a, a, com- a really complex Pilates move or sequence. And when everyone's in that flow state, you might get quite a few people achieve things in the same night that you haven't achieved before. Yeah. You achieve that collective flow. Like I've yeah. played football quite a lot of years and it's strange. You might be playing a game and you're, you're losing 2-0 or 3-0. But then your team scores and then all of a sudden you feel a shift in energy. Yeah. And then you go on to win the game like 4-3 and it seems as though that was always going to happen. The other team have no chance of stopping you once the ball starts rolling and the pendulum and the energy shifts. It's a collective flow. It's strange how that that collective consciousness, we can all feel it and it definitely happens. But mm. trying to put your finger on it's interesting until you start researching things like flow and collective consciousness. Yeah, it's like the energy that you transmit out mm. in the world, isn't it? It's like your transmission. What are you transmitting to people? And you yeah. can certainly pick it up. You don't have to be some psychic genius or anything to pick up people's energies before they even open their mouths, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah. And people often say, like, if, if you listen to sports and things, like, when something's happening in front of your eyes and you can see it happening before it's even it's even happened, you often get commentators and things. People say, oh, like, something special is happening here. You can yeah. just tell. You can feel there's something going on or there's going to be a world record broken <clears> in the <throat> athletics. You just, I don't know, humans tend to know, don't they? That's sixth sense. Yeah, I can remember when it was the London Olympics. That Was it Super Saturday? 
when there was yeah, just yeah. so many people breaking world records and Mo Farah did it twice and stuff. And it was just like, uh, and it was just lifting the whole team, wasn't it? You know, everyone mm. was pushing to, to do their best, probably a little bit more than what they thought that they could because they wanted not to let the team down. Yeah, that, I find that really, I find it probably group flow more fascinating than that individual yeah flow. but again it's just yeah. it's just individuals doing it to their own ability but i think it's belief as well yeah Knowing that like you can believe you can do it and we wear off on each other we aren't just individuals although it seems like it again we talk about a collective consciousness thing again it's we build each other up don't we and you can you can vibe off each other mm-hmm. and equally you can see it when for example in football when this two nil down or something and the heads go down and you can just tell that the team's over, yeah. just given up haven't they the opposition is just like oh and you can tell by the postures by everything that it's just their it's energy so, levels something in the air isn't it yeah uh, interesting isn't it so some of the things that happen when you're in flow are uh, better emotional regulation so it's a really good thing to do if you're stressed or if you suffer from stress because but then again, can you get into a flow state if you if you're in a stressed out state? It's like it's that balance thing, isn't it? You know, like some stress is good, but too much stress is bad. Probably extreme stress forces you to get into a flow state. Like if you're mm-hmm. getting like in that fight or flight response, if you're getting yeah. chased by a bear, you probably get into flow state quite quick when you have to oh, yeah. <laughs> run up a hill or climb a tree or jump over <laughs> a fence. Get over <laughs> like, my running phobia for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a greater enjoyment and fulfillment in the whole of your life because everything ripples outwards, doesn't it, from you? So if you're in a fl- can get into flow states and um, uh, you know really enjoying what you do and can see the rewards and all of that, that ripples out because other people. And then as Warren, uh, one of our mentors, always says that because you've done something, it gives other people permission to do the same. Mm, and that doesn't mean yeah. copying you, but it means that if you're living your life and doing the stuff, then that allows other people to, to see you and inspires them, I guess. Because I've had a few people say to me, oh, after I've seen all the stuff you've done, I've left my job and gone to do something I really wanted to do instead. And it's like, oh, you don't realise that you're inspiring people all the time, do you? What's that saying? A rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. So... Again, we're all we're all a collective, and you have people who you aspire to be like, and they, you see what they're doing, mm-hmm. and then it forces you to get better. But then, when you get better, you realise there's people who look up to you, and you get yeah. them better as well. So, yeah, it's yeah. a team effort. It is. Um, there's greater happiness. It, it makes you happy when you're in a flow state. Greater intrinsic movement. So this is more of a flow state when you're moving, because you can get into a flow state through moving. And intrinsic movement is like the way that you move from one one position to the, to another position. You know, like I always find it like in Pilates. Let's say you'll find this as well when you're doing, let's say, weightlifting or something. When you go, like people can do a bicep curl dead easy, but when you go from a bicep curl to a chest push, like a, a shoulder push, then that's an intrinsic. That's a different type of movement, isn't it? That that's putting two moves together, and it's that. Being able to move from one thing to the next thing in flow without breaking the without breaking the the flow of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's actually one of the points I was going to make. Very similar anywhere. But when you are in a flow state, say for instance, um going away from like extreme of sport, what like extreme sports and that a lot. But again, if you're if you, for instance, writing a book or writing some music or drawing or like something creative or something you can do at home and you find that your mission and you're on task and you're on a flow state, 
it doesn't last forever. It's obviously you, you kind of live your life in a flow state constantly, unless you're a, you know, a Buddhist monk, maybe. Yeah. But when your flow state does start to wear off and you find yourself, you, you do start getting distracted or you're starting to feel lethargic. That's a sign that you should jump to another task. Yeah. Ideally humans, you can do, you can go through a full day and jump from flow state to flow state but in different tasks. So you could go from doing your, your journaling and being in a flow state or doing some artwork or even just doing your, doing your job, your office job, but you're like, you, you're so hyper-focused. You, you ha- everyone's had those days where they just feel so productive and they get 10 times as much done in half the time. Yeah. Um, but when that wears off, try and jump to another task where you can achieve a flow state, but in a totally different area. So then go to a small workout, mm-hmm. do some flow and movements and just and feel your body, but you can be in flow state in that as well. Mm-hmm. And then you can go to um, walk on the dog, but you just you enjoy the moment of just being out in nature. That could be a flow state. So if you can jump from task to task, you can be in flow state all day, but in 20 different tasks, that's to be like a, it seems like a bit of a dream, but essentially you could do that, couldn't you? Yeah, if you're really organized and you don't have any distractions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that was intrinsic movement, increased engagement because um, like focus, being able to focus and engage in things, it's like training a muscle and concentration as well. Like the more you train it, oh, a big orb's just gone past your shoulder. You come up with so, a water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was. So the more you train these things, the, the easier it is to get into it, the, the stronger it becomes. Um, improved performance across the board and everything. So you get, because you get better in one thing, you start to, because there's things that you can take from one task to another task and, and keep working on those. You increase your learning and skill development and you become more creative. Like I said, you move out of consumer mode into creative mode, which is a much better way to be. It's being not uh, reactive, being proactive. Necessity is the mother of invention. So yeah. if you, again, like problem solving and getting a task done, if you think, right, well, I literally only have 20 minutes to do this, you'll probably mm. find yourself getting into a flow state quicker and yeah. achieve something or um solve a problem which is probably been on the table for months or years or weeks or whatever but then you've only got 20 minutes to do it and you in all of a sudden because you put that focus into it you can actually do it but when there's no like deadline or there's no external push to get it done it just goes to the back of your mind and you just half-ass it it's like when you have a when you're at school and you have a project or a, an assignment to do you have it six months to do it but then you do it the night before <laughs> you can yeah. <laughs> you tend to achieve that flow state and you, 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 for two hours you're so intense about it and you think why didn't I just do that in the first why place why didn't I just do it I know yeah I know I used to be like that at school so um okay let's move on to how to get into flow state we've mentioned a few of them already but let's be um let's consolidate what we've just been saying so one of them is set clear goals pretty obvious you have to have a an outcome for what you're trying to achieve yeah if you're gonna write a book you have to know what your book's gonna be about you have to know how many words you want to write in a set amount of time it's pretty obvious but if you don't have a goal then you can be in flow state but you're not gonna achieve anything (laughs) this is the next one is biggie eliminate distractions this is probably the biggest one i I think this is the biggest one by a mile yeah yeah so what we were saying before is like what you were saying don't be hungry even because like hunger is a distraction i said and the dogs they can't be hungry or the kids can't be hungry. everybody's got to be so for you to get in a flow state everybody else that around you has to be in a, a satisfied state to just keep out of your way 
Yeah, there's a massive practical element that comes into it. If you're doing, if you're, <laughs> if you're like, if your life's mission or your task at hand involves something where there is going to be a lot of external distractions, which there is in life, you have to make sure that all these distractions aren't going to bother you and take you out of your flow state. Yeah, yeah. Like even probably the biggest one is like if you don't have kids or dogs, which obviously need a lot of attention, just your mobile phone is absolutely oh, gosh, yeah. massive. That technology is designed to steal your attention. It's it's Indeed. literally that's how they make money off it. So put your phone in a different room, turn the notifications off. It's only going to be 30 minutes or an hour. Life isn't going to change too much. You can avoid looking at Twitter for that one hour and turn your yeah. notifications off and just get into that flow state because as soon as you get knocked off task, it just takes you another five, 10 minutes to get back to where you were, get back into that flow state. And then you get another notification and you just spend your whole day. Getting oh out, God. Getting yeah. There. It's just a blooming nightmare. So yeah, that's one of the biggest things for me actually is eliminate all the distractions. And that includes in business as well. Like I've got processes set up now that I don't answer emails straight away. I don't, I'm, I'm on Facebook first thing on the morning, then last thing at night really. So anyone's got any questions, they just wait till then. And yeah, so it's, it's been really having strict boundaries around you and what your priorities are. When I wrote my book, the the, the latest book, <laughs> um, that sounds quite good, doesn't it? When I wrote my latest book, I literally sat down. I had everything shut down, nothing on. The dogs were walked and fed. And I just sat down and wrote it for like three hours, like solid, and just got it down on the paper. And then, of course, once that's done, then you can just you know then you can modify and add on but to get the bones of it down i just have to have a good three hours of no distractions or anything from anyone absolutely and that's another one of the points i was going to make you've obviously you've avoided all distractions you've made sure you have a clear time what you're going to do it but then we've spoke about this before done is better than perfect mm-hmm. so just you think might just three hours just get it done mm-hmm. and then you've probably got the bulk of it done you've got an outline you've got like maybe the main points, but then you can go back and you can fine tune it. So get it done first of all. And yeah. then, then you can go back and get into another floor state. Yeah. Because even though when you're back. writing it as well, like, cause word, like I always write my stuff in Grammarly. So it's constantly coming up with, you need to change this. This is not right. Mm. This is not right. So I just switch all that element off and I just write it. And then I go back and edit the grammar and the words and the spelling and stuff afterwards. But just get it out of your head and onto the paper first. And then you go back and edit it and do well. Like when I wrote my first book, um, that took me bloody ages. I mean, it was it's longer than the the second one, but oh man, the editing, the re-editing, the checking up. But this time I just did it all myself, edited it all myself, said to Stephen, read that through. Does it make sense? He came back with a few things and then I just sent it off to Holly and said, right, there you go, design that. So that worked out much better. Mm, yeah, don't be a perfectionist. Yeah. Like just just have that brain dump, just get it out there. Because yeah. going back to the previous point of distractions, if you don't get it out of your head and onto paper or or create something, then distractions are going to come and you might forget it. You, we've, all, we've all probably had multiple million dollar ideas in our life. Yeah. If you don't act on them, they're just worthless. Get it out of your head onto paper just so at least you've got an outline and you can come back to it and you think, oh, yeah, that that moment of genius I had, at least I wrote it down and I can come back to it. Yeah. There's no difference. There's no nobody in the world has got more time than anybody else. Like Richard Branson and 
Jeff Bezos and people like that. They they haven't got any more. They haven't got any more than twenty four hours in their day. So you know they must be doing something that's so focused and able to just focus on that one thing and you know get stuff done, isn't it? Like we could all be sitting there going well and criticizing people who do stuff, but what have you done? <laughs> yeah, people always yeah. say, oh, like you you have to make time to achieve great things, but. That's a stupid thing because you, no one can make time. It's impossible. You yeah. can't buy time. You can't make time. Time can only be managed. That's what these people do. They manage the time. Yeah. So there's an interest in like, people who have the money, they can buy the time back. So for instance, if you have to drive to work for an hour, so you, you lose two hours every day then back. So what people do when they have enough money is they buy the time back so they mm. can then get an Uber to take them to work. But in the back of the Uber, they're doing work for an hour. Yeah. So they might make 10 times as much sat in the back of an uber on the laptop every day so you can buy time back but you still kind of make time you have yeah. to manage it correctly and that's and you can get more done true so um so that was eliminate distractions and that includes every distraction like i was just talking as well to my cousin the other day and she was saying that you know even like if she tries to do an exercise thing at home you know she tried to do it all the other day which was all zen and had all everything going like the burners and stuff and then the postman appeared at the door yeah <laughs> you know what I mean that's why it is good to come to the studio or something like that because then that's minimizing distractions of that nature because there's some things you just kind of help don't you but then it knocks you off and then you're like then you're in that out of that zone and you're thinking oh what's on Facebook that kind of thing yeah that's why during the pandemic and the lockdowns home workouts were they were a good alternative but in my opinion they were like hence why the the fitness industry did survive it did come back and it's it's probably thriving again the health and fitness industry because you, you ha- like it is a very focused task doing deliberate exercise and mm-hmm. there's so many distractions at home i, I could never do it properly you, you made yeah. the best of a bad situation very few people can actually work yeah, out at I, home but that's yeah. that's the reason why is it 95 percent of fitness equipment bought doesn't get used yeah, after the first six weeks <laughs> I mean, I've got like, I do my core club where I send them a weekly workout and I've got people who do do the weekly workout every week religiously. And I admire them <laughs> because I couldn't <laughs> do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to come to see you because I can't, like, even though I know what to do that I should be doing, it's just, I don't do it. I need somebody standing there going, right, do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to know your limitations. You have to know yourself, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so and so add this is my next one. Add an element of challenge. So it can't be just something that's so easy to do that, you know, you don't get into flow state washing the dishes. Yeah, it has to be challenging but not unachievable. That's I think that's the key, the key yeah. thing. Yeah. And it has to be something you enjoy, is my final one. Mm. Yeah, I've just got a few quick points about how to get into flow state more. So we've spoken about okay. eliminate distractions, have a clear goal. And just get it done. Don't worry about perfection. Get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, a few other things you can, like we said, flow can wear off. You kind of just be in this zen state forever. So yeah. um, we've done another episode about the Pomodoro technique. We've spoke about that. So set a timer. Mm-hmm. Just think, right, um, set a timer and have a routine. So if it's something which you can do from home, like a home workout or writing emails or writing a book, they write every morning from 7 till 7.30. My phone's not going to be on. I'm going to be by myself. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to set that timer for 25 minutes and I'm just going to, whatever comes out of my brain, I'm just going to do every single day and you'll Mm -hmm. find yourself, you'll get into flow state quicker. You'll have that brain dump and then you can come back and fine tune it. Because there's, again, 
there is these moments of pure genius where Bob Dylan can write a song in 20 minutes. But for most of us, it does take practice to get to, mm-hmm. be, like, it's just like building the foundation, like we said at the very start, sportsmen and musicians. Bob Dylan wrote that song in 20 minutes, but he spent 20 years learning how to be an expert. Write a music, song. In music, yeah. <laughs> So just every day, just do it and do it and do it. And some days you might think it's a waste of time. Other days you'll have moments of absolute genius. So but you have to just continue to do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's, it is. It's And getting rid of your self-consciousness is a big part of that. So a lot around mindset and stuff like that. Like, am I good enough? Can I do this? And, you know, all those like... I don't know what the ruminations that go around in your head that are saying that the inner critic, the inner dickhead who keeps coming up and saying that you can't do this. Who are you to write a book? Who are you to do this? The inner chimp. You've got to, the inner chimp. You've got to learn how to switch all that off. And practice will do that. Just doing it and doing mm-hmm. it and doing it. And uh, an interesting one, you're obviously into the the breathing stuff massively at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take a, a form of meditation of altered consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I found when I used to do Tai Chi a lot, that initially getting started, you would have days where you just think, why are I like doing this for 20, 30 minutes a day, trying to hyper-focus and switch your mind off? And you think, why am I doing this? Is it even achieving anything? Am I ever going <laughs> to achieve these altered states of consciousness, which is which is being told is magical? Am I ever going to achieve that? And you might do it for 20, 30 days and you get nothing, but you're building that foundation and you do get a moment where you do kind of transcend into something else and you're like, ah, that was what it's about. <laughs> and it's that again but you've built the foundation that moment. Sudden, yeah, yeah. You, you hit that peak and you're like okay th- this is what it's about but it's like the universe saying well it is here but i'm going to challenge you you have to earn it you have to earn it i'm not just going to give you this floor state and this magical moment just because yeah. it's just like I, taking I a peek behind the curtain yeah you, you have to earn it and you have to get over those barriers of being bored and feel as though you're not getting anywhere and that's when you I think the the universe kind of says you've earned it, right? I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a bit of a prize now. Yeah, like the Wizard of Oz, you've got to go through the challenges first and meet the scary flying monkeys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the Wicked Witch. <laughs> yeah, it's that. I think this is like really interesting. It's just like how do you get there? Have I ever done it before? Uh, have I? Have you ever got into Florida State prior to? this conversation when do you get into i think we definitely all have we just called it something in the zone zone. and you might achieve flow states and not even realize because you're not conscious of what it is or because it's got a name because it's got a name now and a tag you can can put things towards it say i'm in the flow state now but you people have achieved these great things over time like uh people who we all know are famous for certain things and these people are in flow states when these records are broken and mm. things are achieved. They have to be in a flow state. We've just called it in the zone. Or Yeah, when you were just talking about your meditation thing there, I was, I'm reading a book currently called What If I'm Wrong? The Confessions of a Forest Monk. And he's the guy, he's just died actually. He's, so he's the Dutch really, guy. Yeah, the, he's, um, is he Dutch or? He's like Scandinavian, I think. Oh. Or maybe he is Dutch. I can't remember. Anyway, he um, went out to Thailand. He had a really successful job, and then he went out to Thailand to become a forest monk. And he was saying that, like, a lot of monk life is meditation and stuff. And he used to just fall asleep all the time. <laughs> and he used to have all these techniques to stop him from falling asleep. And then he says, like, after about 20 years, he finally got to the point where he wouldn't fall asleep anymore. But he's like, took him 20 years to do that with meditation. God, 20 years. Yeah, that's talking about dedication to a task. 
yeah, he's really, it's a really good book, actually. I should uh, put it on here. I'll tell you what it is. Um, right, have you got any other points then, Dan? I was just going to say, just for what you were referring to there, it's kind of similar to Wim Hof. So yes. he he was doing his cold plunges, ice, uh, ice cold showers and cold water swimming and his breathing technique. That's his two aspects of the Wim Hof method, which we spoke about before. But he was called a lunatic for about the first 15 to 20 years of doing it. There was television shows about him in uh, in his home country in, in Holland. And like, oh, the crazy man from Amsterdam, he's... He's out there in the in the middle of winter in the pond again doing his breathing techniques. Yeah, well, he used to of, go and sit on fountains, didn't he? He was a bit of a joke. <laughs> and then 15, 20 years later, he just plugged away at it. He knew he, he knew he was onto something. Now all of a sudden there's been films made about him. He's on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's a multimillionaire, he's changing people's lives, and he's in he's in so high demand. He just knew he just plugged away for like for, to be on yeah. task for 15, 20 years. And people actively trying to take you down and, and make fun of you. It's really admirable that you can you can stick to that and achieve what you set out to, uh, to want to do. Especially. But uh, the greater like, good as well to help people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there you go, folks. Flow state. Let us know when you get into the flow state or the zone. It's a good time when you get there. Everyone can achieve it. And we're not all going to break world records and write masterpieces but whatever your flaw state is it's better than just being distracted all the time i think that's kind of my big takeaway from this yeah limited limit limited limit your distractions that's the the real answer for this because like you say you know we live in a world where we're constantly distracted that's what i notice even sometimes people come to classes they can't bloody switch their phones off for like Mm. an hour does my head in sometimes and then of course then they get distracted which then distracts us. Yeah, you need to become indistractable. Yes, exactly. That's a good word. That's a good place to end this podcast. So do let us know when you've achieved the flow state, if you've achieved flow state, or if, if indeed you think we're talking a lot of twaddle, that would be interesting <laughs> to hear as well. It wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so Dan, I'm just going to quickly plug my new book which is called How to Unlock the Power of the Breath. I'm about to just put the link onto my website in under the resources section, but if you um, want it, I'll, I'll put it on the, the show notes as well so that you can download it. It's a good one. I'm about to start my next Flatten Your Abs program starting oh, today. It'll be today when this podcast goes out. So um, if you wanted to join, you could get in touch. That's a 21-day online program um so yeah and you can find out everything at my website organicpilates.co.uk and you can sign up for my newsletter there so yeah i think i've done a good plug there haven't i, I don't normally do yeah. that shameless plug yeah <laughs> shameless. Well, speaking of on the topic of flow then breath is one of the easiest ways to get into that flow state yes like breath is life isn't it and obviously you're going to teach people a lot more about that I've but what definitely one of the best ways to get into a flow state yeah i've got a session tonight actually so i'm looking forward to that we're actually going to be focusing on the Maharishi technique as well. So, hey, we must know what we're talking about. It's all coming together, Dan. <laughs> so, thanks for listening, guys. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Audible. Ask Alexa to play us, and she will. And um, yeah, new content out every Monday. Yeah, remember to like, comment, subscribe. It helps us get the podcast out there. And we'll be back with some more topics soon. Bye.